With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. WWE legend Edge. Yo! You actually do stuff that I look at and go, I blow both hips out. Bro, I seen you do a spear off the top of a ladder. That was stupid. (laughs) (laughs) I was put here to be a girl dad. You also realize like instantaneously, oh, I can murder someone. Are you Scandinavian at all? Yeah, it's like you can watch a movie on my forehead. Like it's a Viking because <laughs> you get on talk shows and they say, oh, so can you growl? And I'm like, well, I'm not a trained monkey. I wear tights for a living. Sure, okay. But <laughs> Yo, are we rolling? Are we actually? Sir. Our sound? We, yeah, we're rolling. Speed? I don't, I don't believe Who, Who is that, that person? Who was that? Who was that? Who, was that? Who the f- what was that, dude? Sound next to it's me, Nick. Where are you sitting? I'm I'm behind you guys. No way, <laughs> dude. Never before. No First time ever a sound guy. Ha- All right, hold on. Can I try something real quick? Jamie, can you pull that up on the screen real quick? Yeah, I got you. <laughs> Yo, we have a producer. This is wow, sick, that's, dude. Why has that never happened before, bro? That's sick. Hey, have you talked about the uh, documentary thing at all? Are you allowed to? I don't think so. It's a, it's a surprise project. We got a surprise project. It's uh, why all these big cameras are in the room. I don't think you guys can see them, but there's a couple cameras like this big, the big cameras shooting us right now. For for a piece that I think is going to be like the best thing ever. Dude, for people who really want to see what goes on under the hood. Like, and I mean really see what I, goes I on. I let them in too much. I let them in too much. So much. Yeah. Both gonna, of us. Both gonna, of us. It's going to be good though. Guys, welcome back to Impulsive. A show where we talk about nothing. It is the number one podcast <laughs> in the world, though. That's a fact. Why would I make that up? If you're not subscribed, hit that subscribe button for me. Uh, we got we got, we got, got a big weekend here. WrestleMania is coming up this weekend. But by the time this show is out, you'll have already seen it. So I hope you enjoyed it. I'm going to do this intro because our guest is in the room. He's very busy. He's a busy guy. He's doing a bunch of stuff. Ladies and gentlemen, he is a WWE legend who holds the second most championships in WWE history with 31. That's according to Wikipedia. He's an absolute icon in and out of the ring in seminal moments as one half of a legendary tag team with continued excellence as a single superstar. He is Edge. Yo. All right, I gotta move this bad boy out. There we go. There we go. And that's when the stadium starts singing. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. I am so, so jealous you got a sing intro song. I came prepared. I oh, went, yeah. I went to Ralph's this morning. Yes. And I saw me some Prime. And I figured <laughs> you guys would have a lot of energy. So I got me some orange mango. Yeah. Product placement, everybody. Let's go. Let's go. Earn media. Dude, thank you, man. 10 calories, Ooh, zero good. grams of sugar. That's really good. Yeah, that's a that's a good that's a that's good actually, flavor. That's really good. Thanks, bro. Yeah. I, I I actually um huh. I use these now as my pre workout. Really? Uh, yeah. I I I I mean it's my product. No, actually, fuck that. It's an amazing product there you go. that I happen to own. Yeah. Part part of, uh, but it's good, especially for workouts, man. I've been yeah. going crazy this okay. WrestleMania. Like well, I'm 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 ready, bro. I'm I'm trying to impress people like you when I go in the ring because I got to pay homage to the hard work and decades of work that you've put into this industry. Well, so here's the thing, like. 
you know, you always have some people that go, oh, okay, a celebrity, right? Forgetting that Mr. T was in the main event of WrestleMania 1. Mm. Liberace was there. Mm. Muhammad Ali was there. Mm. Cindy Lauper was there. Mm -hmm. You actually get in and go. And, and do stuff that I look at and go, man, I, I'd blow both hips out right now if I did that. Yeah, so. yeah right, Edge. I'd try Adam. <laughs> yeah, right. What are you talking about, bro? I seen you do a spear off the top of a ladder. That's like the, that's the highest spear in WWE history. That was stupid. <laughs> that was stupid. I, I think so, too. Yeah. I watched it because, you know, I'm trying to do these, like, crazy stunts. Yeah. And, I, and someone sent me, and I was like, dude, that that's a move you got to, like, bite the bullet for. You just can't think. No, you can't. You just All send thought it, right? right out of your head. Okay, but you've you done can't. you've done that. Too. You, some of the jumps you do are insane. Like I watch, I watch them from the sidelines, and I and I'm curious. Do you still look at him as like a part timer? Like, how do you guys in the locker room still like look? Shit, at they him call right me now? a part timer. <laughs> like <laughs> the, the the jaded malcontents are always going to have something to complain about, right? Got it, got it. Here's how I look at it. You step in there, you're good with me. Got it. And I've always looked at it as if you can bring our eyeballs to our product. You're my friend. Mm. That's what it's about. Trying. Yeah. But but that that's if you're truly comfortable in your position within wrestling within this company, then yeah. you don't sweat that. You welcome it. You know where I get a little <laughs> cognizant of my position is guys like you and the and the traditional wrestlers who are showing up every week you know, 52 weeks a year to do their SmackDown, the Monday Night Raw. Dude, I have, I have four, four events a year, like at least this year, you know? You know, it, it's, it's a different path for everybody, though. Yeah. It, it just is. You know, for me, I saw this when I was 10, and I went, that's it. I, I have to do that. Uh. You know, I, I can't go slap hands with the Incredible Hulk, but I can go to Maple Leaf Gardens and see Hulk Hogan. Mm. So... For me, that was kind of like I love the larger than life. It was it was Kiss, it was wrestling, yeah. it was comic books, it was that's my era. So when I saw wrestling, I was like, well, I need to do that. And there was no, you couldn't dissuade me from it at all. I feel like most people in the WWE now have had that exact reaction to when they first saw wrestling. They had to do it. Yeah, yeah, for the most part, but not but not all the time, mm. you know and. There's no one path into this. It's a weird gig, but it's amazing. And there's so many different ways to get into it. Yeah, I guess I just feel kind of not bad, but man, you have you have the weeklies who are who are, who are really like actively building this organization every single week. And I get to come in and capitalize on the goodwill that they've sacrificed their bodies for again four times a year. Yeah. Sure. And, and by the way, I'm not gonna stop. But for the rest of us <laughs> listening to this, I'm cognizant of it, and I appreciate your hard work that I get to benefit off of four times. Yeah, but a year. I think, but I think what you do <laughs> on those four times a year, and I think that you you realize this is that you <clears throat> you really have to show up those four times. Like, I'm always dude, afraid like, I'm going to slip or something. Like, bro, when he when he shows up those four times a year, like you, you'll even say it. I'm sure. Like, I, from the outside, it's just been insane to watch. Like, some of these moves are crazy. And and what's really interesting about that because if you perform less i find it harder for me personally right, right. because if, if i'm in the grind and i'm continuing to do it i used to do 220 shows a year there's mm. no way i can pull that off now i'm 49 years old right so but i find it harder to do one every three months or so 
Cause you get rusty. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I gotta keep that. We call it the bump callus, right? right? right. Every, every bump you take kind of builds up a little bit of callus. It's and so real. It is. And we talked about it. Yeah. You were like, how do you like keep going yeah. after you fall? Well, you just get used to it eventually. <laughs> your your, your body, you, and you, we're all stupid. So uh, <laughs> you, you eventually just, your body gets desensitized to it. And it starts, it's amazing what the human body can put up with. Yeah. Yeah. And if so, you push it. If you push it. And it's much easier to push it when there's 15,000, 20,000, 60,000 people watching. Something about jumping off a ladder is a little easier when there's yes. that many people watching you. By God, when we were doing it in front of no one in the Thunderdome. Dude, screw that. And I could hear the crew fart oh. while I'm doing a match. <laughs> uh. And I'd be like... <laughs> Inside, I just landed. I just took a choke slam from Kane or something, which really hurts, especially with no people, and could literally hear a dude farting. That's like me on this podcast with him. I just, oh, it's the all, worst. Every time. Just, yeah. just bust an ass. Fart. Yeah. <laughs> but see, I remember landing, and I went, oh. And it hurt, <laughs> and it hurt so much more. Okay, of course. Oh. Okay, of course. So, so I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I could have done that. I don't think I could I could have ever subjected my body to that kind of torment without the the big payoff. You know, I'll just say it. Well, and, and the payoff you- being that instant gratification, right? So that's what I've found like in any acting I've done. It's great. Acting's really fun. It's a creative outlet. It taps into that vein. And and I need that in my life. But um nothing for me hits me in the heart, in the soul, in the like all of it like this does Mm. when you have entrance music and as soon as that first chord that first word that first instant and those people explode you know it's easy for you to say because you have the greatest they're saying it's one of the best walkout song of all time i mean it i'm biased but yeah i think it is but um (laughs) it's just it's amazing to get that that reaction and you you do you you feed off of that i mean shit i got a triple fusion on my neck i'm not supposed to be doing this but yet i get out there and i don't feel a thing how did you make your walkout song like how did that come about because i had two and then at wrestlemania mm. i'm gonna date well by the time this comes out we'll have debuted my new one that i like worked on and actually like feel really good about but it's a hard process to, to, to pick that that music. It is, and I, I'm very hands-on with all of the creative aspects Super. of my character. Like, I'm really hands-on, and I always have been, probably to the point where when I first came in, they're like, who's this kid who wants his music this way yeah. and who want, who draws his own tights yeah. and who designs his trench coats and his T-shirts? And But I've just always been that way. I, I'm, I've always been artistic, and I want to be involved in that process. So... If you see it on me, I was a part of developing that. Yeah, totally. And that, that to me is important. It's a brand. That's what I was going yeah, to ask It's you. a brand. Yeah, and with the music, to honestly, it was the most important aspect of this whole thing. Yeah. Because it kicks me into gear. Totally. And if it can kick me into gear, then I'm going to throw as much energy as it gives me at the audience. And if I throw it at them, they should throw it back at me twofold. And now you've got this reciprocal thing going on. And now it's like... The closest thing I can think of is like a like a concert or maybe like a stand up even, where if it, if, if the set's killing, and you feel that energy from the audience, and if it's not, ooh, got to switch it up. Yeah. But with the the music, um, a buddy of mine, uh, I went to a Metallica concert when I was out with my first neck surgery, so I'm wearing a neck collar and everything. He goes, hey, want to come meet my brother? And I said, sure. 
went over his brother, Mark Tremonti, who is the guitarist for Alter Bridge. And uh, they hadn't released an album yet, though. He goes, here, check out this album. So he played me the whole first album. I heard the fourth song. I was like, hey, when I come back for my neck, can I use that? Really? Yeah. Oh, so you got like a major oh, man. track. And, and he was like, I own it, so sure. And You're so lucky. That they're really strict about that now. Yeah. Like I, I, I tried to use potentially music that I already liked. Yeah. Or like a friend's, uh, an artist even who, yeah. who I'm friends with. They, they won't let me. Well, it's because of you know perpetuity and a da, 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 yeah, da, yeah, da, yeah, da, yeah. Of course, video of course. Games, it's, it's hard. A lot. Right. Yeah. But Mark just said, yeah, take it, use it, and he was smart because he owned it. So there was no like record company getting in the middle and trying to get more and gouging for money or anything like that. He knew this was going to get played every week in 120 countries. Yeah. It's the most downloaded song. It's all of those things. So See, that, that, it worked out for both of us because, man, my my career feels different without that. Well, that walkout music, it's like anybody can relate to this, whether they're a wrestler or not. Like when you go to the gym, you put on, the, you, you know, I listen to A Day to Remember. I listen to shit that pumps me up. Yeah. It makes me want to work out, work hard, you know. So I couldn't imagine having like a song that didn't get me in the zone when I had to walk out to 30, 40,000 people to perform. Yeah, man. And the, the first couple of years I had one like that. <clears throat> and I was like, <sighs> just every time I came out, I was like, I don't, I don't feel this. <laughs> it's not I'm, it. It's not it. That's what I was feeling. And that's hard. It really, really is. Especially if you're, you're trying to present this overall package it's important yeah you're super super hands-on i yeah. was i was sent the uh the documentary that you sent me is it out it is out I, what's it called what's your doc what's your doc called the, the recent I one know, i got a few that's <laughs> 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 selling like asshole the, but the, i don't know which no, one <laughs> no the most the most recent of, of your comeback yeah uh, well there's one's the second oh, no, no, no i know it. second mountain second mountain, second mountain. okay that's, that's not the most recent one that was <laughs> no way when he i first you. came back um <laughs> And uh, that's the other great thing about that song is the lyrics have, I can actually relate to them. Adam, not, not just Edge, like yeah. Adam can actually relate to what that song says. Yeah. And even more so after coming back this time, because I was retired for nine years. Like yeah. that ship hadn't sailed. It was like on the fucking other side of the world. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Manscaped. And what a perfect time considering April is Testicular Cancer Awareness Month to help raise awareness and to fundraise for a good cause. The leaders in Below the Waist Grooming partnered with the Testicular Cancer Society to remind you to check your golden nuggets this month for anything <sighs> not so golden. And while you're down there, shave your balls while you save your balls. Support a good cause and go to manscaped.com and use the code LOGAN to get 20% off plus free shipping since april is national testicular cancer awareness month i want to take a second to talk about men's health issues that are important to us did you know one guy every hour every day is diagnosed with testicular cancer so this is a reminder to all the men listening to check yourselves manscaped in addition to providing the right tools and solutions for safe and easy manscaping has partnered with the testicular cancer society to spread awareness for men's health and early cancer detection so while you're down there cleaning up your sack why not go ahead and give them a little investigation for lumps changes in size or any paint to help remind guys to check themselves for testicular cancer for a limited time you can get their new special edition purple tcs lawnmower 4.0 electric waterproof trimmer this special edition trimmer is a collectible item there are only 10,000 units in existence so make sure to get yours today while supplies last once they're gone they are gone with the launch of their special edition lawnmower 4.0 purple trimmer manscaped will be donating $50,000 to their longtime partner, the Testicular Cancer Society, to help those impacted by testicular cancer. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code Logan at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with code Logan at manscaped.com. Make sure to spread the news and tell your buddies to check themselves in Testicular Awareness Month.
Now back to the program. So to- hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Get this thing back um, after all that time. Like nine years is a long time to not do this. Mm-hmm. And I had another neck surgery in that time. Had two little girls in that time. And it was actually them. They were the impetus for me to like, I was falling into dad bod zone. Uh, and I, I was that, like, that yeah, and I was like, I was wearing cargo shorts and flip flops, oh, and I nice. was about two sixty. Adam I went, Sandler, <laughs> nice, nice. You know, and I just thought, ah, I get tired walking up the stairs just now. I need to, I need to be around for these girls because we started having kids after I retired the first time when I was mm-hmm. forty. So I'm an older dad. I, I knew if I want to be there at seventy and look like Gandalf, then I, I better, I better. Get some stem cells. Get it together. (laughs) Get some stem cells. But man, I just, uh, I dialed in my diet. I started using a meal company, built a gym in the house, and that changed everything. Oh, nice. Oh, you like working out at home? I hate working out in gyms anywhere else. Oh, got it. Because if I'm there to work. I'm not there to look at my phone. Take pics I'm not for people. There to, to, to like, I just saw a dude watching a movie while he's doing crunches. <laughs> and I actually <laughs> went over to him. I was ridiculous. like, well, what are you doing? What are you doing, man? <laughs> do, do you like trainers? No. For, for Yeah. Some people don't. Well, here, here's the deal. Like, I got a fused wrist, right? Got I got half a pec attached here. I got no labrum. I got a triple fusion in my neck. I got a torn Achilles. This pec completely torn off. This tricep torn off. I got a tailor. My, based on the day almost based on what i'm feeling right. based on my injuries based on you know what i've been through right so i i even built the gym with that in mind specific um, equipment specific and- you know everything's very specific to my needs and my capabilities got it i find that the <clears throat> environment that i'm working out in really affects sometimes the quality of 100 100 absolutely yeah, yeah. yeah. And massive this thing it's just it it's my tastes yeah it's it's everything that I like. And no trainer either. No trainer. It, does that, is that because you don't like being pushed by someone else or, or, or someone telling you what to do? Um, I don't really know. I think I just, I always feel like I have a good knowledge of my body. Uh, well, yeah. And, could, and like, part yeah. of that is from wrestling. You really start to understand, you know, just the dynamics of your body and, and the mechanics of it. Like I can see somebody fall and know what's going to hurt. Right. I can see it. Yeah. I go, oh, okay. He just reached back. He's going to feel that in his elbow, his shoulder, collarbone. Yeah. And if he lands like that, he's probably going to land lower back first. Lower back can be real sore. Then he's going to whiplash his neck. So all of that is going to be affected. Like I, I'm this weird. Analytics machine. Yes. You know, you know yeah, exactly I, what's I going see on. a bump and I go, mm. <laughs> Should have tucked. Should have yeah. tucked that head. Yeah. <laughs> so like my kids now, when they're playing, I'm like, you fall that way, this is what's going to happen. And they're like, <sighs> Whatever, Dad. And I'm like, okay, all right. Yeah, all you right. talked. You talked a couple minutes ago about uh, Adam, and you like you you basically separated the two uh, entities. We we just had uh, Rey Mysterio on, obviously, whose whose entities are so detached, so yeah. masked on one side, and the other yeah. side is just completely different. Uh, what are, what are the core different uh, differentiators between Adam and, and Edge? So it, it slowly grown closer especially with this run and coming back after the the retirement and the second neck surgery and everything, it's a lot closer to Adam now. 
And I really made that conscious decision to go out there. When I have a microphone, it's not many filters. You know, obviously I gotta ramp it up, I gotta get intense, I gotta sell tickets, gotta do all of those things. But I also try to be really relatable. And by being relatable, I just throw Adam out there. And because everybody sees the documentaries, because they see the story that it took to get back, I mean, that's all Adam. That's got nothing to do with Edge. Mm. It's just to get back to being Edge. Um, but I've always, I meet somebody, it's Adam, nice to meet you. And right. he's a character. Do you, do you think that that's like kind of a direction that the WWE has started to move as an organization to be a little bit more relatable and transparent? Because when you, <clears throat> when you compare it to the days of like the attitude yeah. era, right? And yeah. to now, it's such a drastic difference. And, it, and it's, it really is an ode to how um, good of, uh, at branding the WWE is because that's the way that, the, that society and the internet has moved. They want more relatable, more transparent characters. They wanna know who these people actually are. And they want to see what goes on under the hood. So do you think that that's the reason why you're moving and WWE's moving in that direction? Or I mean, I, I was always kind of that direction. Got like I, I didn't do the whole when I'm outside uh, the ring. If like if I meet you in a Waffle House. Adam, <laughs> nice to meet you, <laughs> right, right. You know, yeah. um, or it'd be funny because you get on talk shows and they say, oh, so can you growl? And I'm like. <laughs> No. Yeah. I'm a why, human. Why would I just sit here and growl? Yeah. Like, well, I'm not a trained monkey. Like, <laughs> I wear tights for a living. Sure. Okay. But I'm, <laughs> I'm not wearing them now. Yeah. You know? So uh, I love talking about wrestling. I love talking about like the layers of story. And to me, it's that's what we are. It's just a different form of storytelling. It's a, it's a different, uh, like, okay, it's entertainment. You got movies on this branch. You got television on this branch. You got podcasts on this branch, music on this branch. You got wrestling over here. It's all the same tree. Um, and I love telling stories in the ring. It's amazing. It's it's the secret sauce of this industry yeah. that I wasn't entirely tuned into and I'm still not totally, but it's the thing that I think really draws me in. You're, you're, you're telling a performative art story with badass physicality and a dance partner. And you're your own stunt person. Yeah. And there's no cut. Yeah. It's live. it's live, yo! It's live. It's live, and that's where the uh, I don't want to slip comes yeah, in, right? Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, but it, I've I've yet to encounter anything that like is this fondue pot of just amazing elements. That's what it is. It's yeah. a fond, it's a fondue pot of of epicness. It has every almost every aspect of entertainment that people are drawn to in one. And I think by opening up. And cameras everywhere and all of those things. I think the audience and an outside audience besides the hardcore really got to kind of like, oh, okay, they peeled the, the curtain back now. Yeah. You know, it's not um, you're in your character 24-7 and there's no form of entertainment in this. It's all like an athletic contest and the winner is the winner. It's like, okay, we we can get past that. There's, more, right? to yeah. the, there's more to the we, story. Yeah, th this is storytelling. Right. And I love it. I think when people are drawn to characters as well who maybe aren't uh, sorry I think people who maybe aren't traditional WWE fans are drawn to and invested in uh, a character and a person it really helps the industry as well like kind of what Mike was saying the difference between between Edge and Adam and the line is getting more and more blurry but I think it's good because pe pe people people want to know who you are. Well, yeah, you know? they, they become invested in the person behind the character. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and where wrestling is strange though is like I've always said, you don't go up to like Johnny Depp and go, Mister Scissorhands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Right, right. But everybody will come up to me and say Edge. 
which is cool. I get it. Well, well, think think about it for a second. I mean, one of the biggest things about being a, a celebrity or any kind of personality is relatability. And if if you were just the edge, it would be very hard for me to relate to that person. Like, I don't jump off the top rope very often. <laughs> I'm not spearing people. I'm not going up against the Undertaker. And you're smarter than me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but but when I find out that Adam, you know, had you know, something happened in his personal life. All of a sudden that takes on a whole new meaning to me. And now I have an attachment to that character in the ring because of the attachment that I have to Adam as a person. I think that WWE along with a lot of orgs have gotten smart to that and have said, yo, this is our route into relatability to the audience. I, I think other forms of athletics have started to discover that too. Yep. You know, like I love hockey, right? Yep. My favorite sport, I'm Canadian, I got no choice. <laughs> But the one thing about it is it's like there, there's not a lot of charismatic hockey players. There's not a lot of behind the like the curtain kind of thing. And it's starting to and guys are starting to get it, you know, and I, I, I look to Connor McDavid and I see like he totally got it. He was he was being a pro wrestler. Yeah. You know, once. Connor McDavid. Yeah. Is he a hockey player? Conor McGregor, oh, bro. Conor McGregor. I'm sorry. Conor I'm like, McDavid I'm like, is the best <laughs> hockey player in the world. I'm like, oh. look, I'm like, there's a Conor McDavid. I, Conor so McDavid. I'm full hockey <laughs> brain. Got it. Full uh, hockey that's, brain. That's fair. Conor Mick. Uh, so <laughs> McGregor was uh, was doing. He was doing Vince. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. And and slash Roddy Piper. You know, it's crazy how if uh, an athlete can unlock that charisma, their stock value goes through oh. the roof, and that's what every wrestler because is. people will buy. Yeah. To see you either get beat or win. Yeah. yeah. You don't want apathy. Apathy. By the way. Dude, oh, yeah. Uh, kicking, right? you, how, how far are you? Where? Uh, I'm, I'm about here. Yeah, yeah. you might want to. Yeah, maybe chill. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of liking it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to crack one as well. <laughs> those are good. I, I drink those before my workouts. They get me yeah. They get me cranking. Yeah. But, you, yeah, you're seeing it with hockey a little bit, too. Like, um, like there's the, the one... Um, Maybe you don't know him, but there's a, the one African-American player who's been very vocal about his struggles as an African-American in the hockey space. Yeah, there, there, there's Ryan Reeves. Um, there, there's quite a few. Uh, Wayne Simmons plays for my team, Maple Leafs, and um, that's changing too. They've really, I think the the powers that be within hockey have understood like this just can't be a sport for farmers from Saskatchewan. Can you, it, I, it, I didn't know that it was that crazy until he started to, I, I feel bad because I can't remember his name now, started speaking out about it. But that's another output of people being relatable in the space because now <clears throat> when someone at that level uh, says there's an issue in the space, now the audience is going to say, oh, okay, we got to change this. Yeah. And and an org is not going to change until the money and the audience says, yo, you need to fucking step up and well, change this. And also, why would you in any way just like, there's a whole new market there. There's a whole new sure. market of children who could play now. And mm -hmm. uh, just imagine the freak athletes you're going to get, mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah. but hockey's my thing. That's why I went to Connor McDavid. And thankfully somebody uh, <laughs> I was, was talking I was... about the best hockey player in the world. <laughs> Jesus. Um, well, it was this thing. It'll get your wheels spinning. As someone who is super hands-on with their brand, which you don't always find in any industry and, and the WWE. Um, and I assume the, the org likes that input right or, or, or. I, i'm i'm sure i probably get annoying sometimes you know because I'm, I'm the same way with my matches too i'm the same way with my stories okay like i write my promos i oh. i i so i kind of just started to dabble in that because i i want to be a, a team player yeah. and, and and do what i'm told but at the same time as someone who's like mike i don't have a character bro i'm just myself so yeah. I, I gotta like be myself yeah but, but i'm 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 curious 
were you always want to did you always want to become like the edge that you became and did it did it go the route you wanted did you have a vision for who you wanted to be when you first started the wwe or or, or were you adapting on the fly based on the audience and the org a little bit of both you know i, I had a vision um but sometimes that vision wouldn't take like i thought it would yeah. or i couldn't get the foothold that i thought it would um you know, when I first came in, there was no real direction for what my character was. It was just like, okay, we want you to be this guy. Yeah. And, you know, they, they wanted me to quote poetry and like, and, and I was like, like one of the, <laughs> one of the descriptions was kind of like Jim Morrison. I was like, so <laughs> what? wait, what? I just like. The lead singer of the door. Yeah. <laughs> so I just amazing. like wandered down drunk yeah. and like recite poetry. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know what All I can right. do with Take that. Take acid? Like, then there was one point where I wasn't going to be able to speak or hear. Just a deaf mute. Yeah. What are you and talking dude, they about? Really yeah. were putting... What are you talking yes. about? Yeah. So these are all things that I was like, whoa, whoa. And whoa, then whoa, a vampire. Whoa, like, just like... Over here, let's, and when we started The Brood, I was like, yeah. okay, this I can sink my teeth into. But uh, <laughs> I'm here all day. Um, but that's where I first started feeling like, oh, okay, okay, we got something here. Right. This is fun. This is a character now. Now I can, and we got this music, we're kind of bouncing to it. We're coming up in a ring of fire. And like, that was, that's when I first started to feel like, okay, I can make it here. That was, that was such a like visibly and like brand different time for, for, you know, the Oregon. Like, do you, do you notice that absence of like darkness nowadays that like monsters vamp vampire type character undertaker like character and is there a chance it ever comes back it'll be coming back this sunday oh so oh so all right so already you've already, seen, you've it. already <laughs> seen it so okay so i didn't know this so if you saw wrestlemania you know what he's talking about but so wow so yeah maybe a, it, a return um, to the darkness yeah you know it's it's kind of nice because it it's neat to like dip into like an alter ego of a character, right? So I have Edge and he was the ultimate opportunist. Then he was the rated R superstar. Yeah. He was in the brood, so brood edge. I can bring brood edge out now from like 25 years ago and dip into that character when I feel like it can fit. Right. So I got a hell in a cell against a dude who calls himself the demon. Oh yeah. Okay, then I'm bringing that character <laughs> nice, out. Nice. And now I can dip into some, some acting chops too and like, because I'm not really a fucking vampire. I'm not really the devil, but you know, I, I can I can write a promo and craft a story. Right. And so far away from Adam, because this incarnation of Edge has become, like I said, a, a lot of Adam in there. Um, and that's really fun. But that only comes like June is my 25th year with this company since my television debut. So with that equity and that time, like I grew up in front of these people. Yeah. I started here when I was 23. You know, Did you and, see and Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No so much <laughs> seen it all and and they've seen me see it all right so there there's there's a certain relationship that you build with an audience through time Definitely. and just through reps and through all of those things um but uh man and, and more than anything i'm just still having a blast so it's probably the most important thing it is because then I, I wouldn't do it otherwise yeah 
You know, like it's hard, man. Especially like I'm sure your body doesn't take damage like it used to. No, no. It, you know what it is? It's I'm okay in there. It's the recovery. It longer, takes longer. You ice bathing? I, ice bath, sauna, yeah. I, everything. All the things I never used to do because it's just like oh, okay, yeah. We're the next show tomorrow. Got it. Where do I got to be? Jackson, Mississippi. Okay, three hundred mile drive. Got it. Well, you you, you obviously <laughs> went through that whole party phase too like of, of i was never a party no no i just didn't I, as the rated r superstar i know i know i didn't i didn't live up to any of that <laughs> well, you had some vice. you had some vices though right like what were your here was my thing i was always to me if <clears throat> any time i went out and and did party i felt like crap and it affected my performance right. and to me the performance was the most important thing i didn't i didn't see that as a kid and go i can't wait to become a wrestler so i can party I, I want to go out Perform. there and do this. Yeah. And I'm I'm also like, I just love to read. So what? I'd, yeah. Really? really? So I just go back to my room and I'd read. No way. I, got yeah, a good I, I swear to you. I didn't like, see that coming. I, 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 read, I read 72 <laughs> books last year. What? Yeah. I carry a book with me wherever I go. Do you have a couple favorites? I hate, I hate superlatives, but <sighs> you ever read any real transformative books? There's this guy, uh, uh, Ryan Holiday. Has some really interesting, uh, like stoic philosophy books that are that are pretty interesting. Stoicism, yeah, got it. And um, this guy Tim Grover, Whew, man, he he helped train Kobe and Michael. Mm, got it. Tim Grover. Tim Grover. Tim S. Grover. Relentless. So, someone just connected us Dude. on a text thread, and I His wasn't. Books. Logan didn't respond. <laughs> no, I. You should. He, he he sent me a message and he said, "Hey, if you if you ever need anything, I'm here." But like, I didn't, I don't know him, so I don't know what that he's, means. But he's he's phenomenal. He he is. His mindset is amazing. Should, I should have a conversation. Yes. All right. Yes. Do what do you, are you into that kind of stoic stuff? Uh, I am, but not all the time. You know, like I, I I try to carry myself a certain way all the time. Um, but for me, when it comes to books, I'll read anything. Like, read my book. All right, I'll send it to you. I'm in. It's a, it's I, a great book. Yeah, I think you'll, yeah. I think you'll love it. Yeah, I just I love devouring whatever I can get my hands on. Interesting. But I'm still one of those guys that likes to carry a book, smell the pages, open it, feel the binding. So paper like, paperback. I'm that guy. So you you don't have a vice though. You, you drink, smoke. I, so I occasionally, uh, if there's a good hockey game, if I got something <laughs> to celebrate. No, hockey, dude, you have no idea. So you come to my place. I, I've been sequestered to the back corner of the house and I got a hockey. <laughs> it's actually a Toronto Maple Leafs room. It's not even a hockey room. Nice. It's just Maple Leafs. Nice. And I sit back there with my scotch. This sounds great. That sounds awesome. <laughs> that sounds, <laughs> sounds, sounds awesome. And I sit there with my scotch and I got my 30 years. I got my, my 25s, my 20s, my 16s, my 10s, my 12s, all in there. But scotch. Scotch is my thing. And I didn't I didn't even fully understand it. I, I had a gig on Vikings. So I was on Vikings for like four four seasons. And we'd be standing out there in these Irish winters, just damp. You're wearing wool. You're wearing leather. Yeah. It just gets in your bones. So I get back to the to the condo and they didn't have logs. So you put in these like peat briquettes in the fireplace. And the scotch kind of tastes like that smelled. And it warmed me right oh, up, yeah, and cool. I was like, "Ooh, okay, I think I got a, I got a thing now, dude." But uh, with the stuff you do in wrestling, and even just your stature, you're 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 a, you're a big guy, and you probably easily could have played hockey or like any other sport just as well as you you did, you did wrestling. But you chose wrestling. 
have you ever thought about what life could have looked like if you chose a different athletic career path? Well, here, here's the, like, I played everything as a kid. Okay. Um, basketball, hockey, volleyball, uh, baseball, uh, soccer. I, I played it all. Mm. Um, enjoyed it all too. Uh, we didn't have a football team though, so I can play that. But uh, mm -hmm. hockey was my other love, but it was too expensive for us because it was just me and my mom. So um, we were we were kind of like meal to meal. So mm. after two years of hockey, she was like, Adam, I can't, I can't we can't pull this off, yeah. you know? So I had to just kind of let that go. And about two years later, then I saw wrestling. I was like, I'm good. And, and, and truly like, I, I believe that I was I was put here to do a couple things, entertain people and be a dad. Did both. And I'm doing You're both. You're doing both. I'm doing both. They, you know, I, I, it's funny that you brought up that angle of kind of affordability with wrestling. Man, I, I remember sitting watching WrestleMania when it was Ultimate Warrior. And yeah. it was like, you know, you know, Razor and all, and, and all those guys. And it didn't matter who you were, what basement you were in. As long as you had some pillows yeah. or something soft to a ma an old mattress, beat up mattress, or a sleeping bag, whatever, <laughs> a pile of clothes, you had a ring. Yeah. You had a ring. And, and, and that's so interesting and probably so relatable to a lot of people out there that, you know, like sports are expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's an interesting, that's an interesting take that I hadn't heard before. Yeah. And, and, and again, our household, like it, it just, I had to come to the realization pretty young that that just wasn't in the cards and and kind of wrap my mind around that and go okay well what can i do and uh and then i saw wrestling i just thought man i, I gotta do that when i was first making videos as like a 10 year old yeah and throughout high school my peers would look at me and be like what are you doing dummy like you're not gonna get famous right and it now my kids my little nephew come up and they say, "I what do you want to be? YouTuber. YouTuber. No, it's it's insane. Number it's one insane. answer. It, it's it's the one thing I got really lucky on really early. Like that, I I I bet on this yep. industry, and I happen to be right. You bet on yourself. Yeah. And anybody who's successful at multiple stages throughout their life have to bet on themselves. I agree. And if you're afraid to bet on yourself, then you're not going to do it. Always bet Mediocrity. on myself. Always. You got to. But where I'm going with that is I, I was made fun of for like making videos, which, you know, have their elements of non-coolness from <laughs> time to time. I imagine as a wrestler, like you, you were, were your peers oh. encouraging or, or or was it like, dude, what are you, what are you doing? You, you want to be a professional wrestler, Adam? The <laughs> only person who thought I could do it was my mom. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> she was the only yeah, person. Yeah, of course. And and from day one, bless her heart, man, she just she was so supportive. Like she was my rock. It, and it was just her and I against the world is what it felt like too, yeah. right? Yeah. So, you know, the all of those elements and everything. And then when I said, you know, when I'm ten years old, saying I want to be a wrestler, she was like, oh, okay, you know, and she'd cool. sit down and she'd watch it with me. Cool. Now, when I was seventeen, and I won an essay contest to to get free wrestling training and i was driving down uninsured to go to wrestling training every week she was like okay do it do it uh she was a rock she isn't it rock. crazy how important parenthood so, is i mean it's just so it's just insane it like, made such a difference because everybody at my school like i tried to hide it from people at school because i started training when I was still in high school right you know like i was voted most likely to become wwe champion and all of those things so it got out and people would oh. come to like weekend shows and i'd be like oh, i'm in spandex yeah and, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
hi, Todd. How's it going? You know, and ah, oh, there's there's Bethany Lee. Ah, oh, man. You know, like, <laughs> oh, man. That thing, right? Yeah, of course. So, um, but I, I, I grew past it. I eventually, I went to college for um, radio broadcasting because I thought it would help me with my inflection, my tone. Oh, cool. That was the idea for that. And, and a week after I graduated, I got my first call to do a WWF match in Hamilton Cops Coliseum, May 10th, 1996. Oh, a week after I finished. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bob Spark, Plug Holly, first match on. Razor Ramon was at the curtain. Hey, Ultimate Warrior was at the hey, curtain. Hey. All those guys were at the curtain waiting for me to fail, I think. And I got through the back, and they were like, wow, kid. It was a good job. Nice. I was like, that's a tough crowd. Okay. Doing something right. That now. had to be a massive oh. boost for you. Razor pulled me aside and he goes, Man, kid, you got it. You just got to figure out how to work in front of 10 and take it to 10,000. Yeah. How did how did that feel for you? Cause I because I I think everyone has those moments where they look back and they get that credibility yeah. boost from a meaningful person. I mean, he was a big one for me. I've had a, a number of other guys along the way that have kind of given me that boost. How did that feel for you? It's a validation. Yeah. You know, and and once you get that validation from people who have succeeded. It's like to, a, it's to like, that degree it's like, it's like i'm not crazy anymore. yeah okay yeah. all right <laughs> there, there's something to this yeah. like the feelings that i'm having are warranted because other people are seeing it yeah and i just got those ten thousand people who did not know who the hell i was i got them to react now all i did is go out and dance in a very caucasian fashion and i, I, I did this horrible running man because like i just got to get a reaction yeah and but, they all started booing yeah. <laughs> but you got a reaction but i got a reaction and you got that validation yeah. and all of a sudden the, that spandex started feeling a little bit more comfortable a little bit right? more comfortable yeah a little bit isn't that crazy how bit. that works yeah yeah and and um and then from there it was just god what a wild ride like i, I but i i truly i can look to like wrestling i met my wife here yeah. you know i have two kids because we met here like my entire life the, the the entire trajectory of my life has been changed because of this job and then to not have it for nine years and get it back dude i don't i don't look like every nanosecond i'm doing this i appreciate it because i know like that it can be gone yeah it's like you have a second life yeah I, absolutely so, so, so I'm, I'm i wanted to dive into this i'm incredibly fascinated by this uh this injury that you had it was it was a, a neck injury yeah you had one surgery, yeah, and then the WWE told you, like, essentially, you're a liability guy. You, you're you're not in wrestling shape. You have to retire. So what what had happened was I um I ruptured two discs in my neck at 29 years old. Again, all those ladder matches, right? Mm. They take a toll. Yeah. <laughs> so um and then uh, so I had to get a double fusion. And they took the bone from the hip and blah blah blah, and it was like a year at that point mm. to re to recuperate from. So I came back from that, wrestled nine more years. And they said, listen, this, you know, the discs on either side are gonna slam off that fusion, off that titanium plate. Your career is gonna be shorter. It's like, all right, well, I haven't been world champ yet, and I gotta do that. Like I, I checked off all the other stuff. And it's entertainment, it is, but but being given an opportunity with with the world championship, it's like you're trusted. You're being given the Oscar yeah. or the tip of the hat. Like you are trusted with the baby. And I had to do that. So in those nine years, I came back and I became this vile, you know, just no redeeming qualities villain. And I really leaned into it. And when we were talking about things that I would tap into, I was like, okay, I want to be like the guns and roses of wrestling. Just that slimy, 
gutter dwelling guy that you wouldn't want anywhere near your woman because he'd probably steal her yep. and then beat your ass. So, <laughs> and then you'd play his song afterwards. Yes. <laughs> yes. So in November rain, <laughs> standing in front of a church. Yeah. Um, but in doing that, I was wrestling all of the top baby faces in the company who just happened to be like Undertaker, Big Show, Batista, John Cena, right. Kane. Right. Who's the one getting thrown around? That's my yeah, job, yeah, right? Yeah. So eventually it did take its toll. And I had just assumed it was normal because I got a double fusion and I land on my back for a living. Okay, I'm always gonna have a headache. That's just the way it is. I didn't realize that isn't just the way it is. I had developed spinal stenosis, which is a narrowing of the spinal column. And it shuts down your spinal cord. So it was being pinched like a straw. And we didn't realize that the full extent of that until after WrestleMania 27. I was world champ, did the match. Yeah. They said, we want you to get a little testing, got the testing, and that's when we found out. And I was like, oh, okay. I didn't, I didn't expect that, at least at this stage. I was 37. I figured I'd go to 40, right? And uh, so I was like, oh, shit, I better wrap my mind around this and figure out what it is I'm going to do. And um, acting fell in my lap because this executive producer's show, Haven, wanted to tie in with wrestling. Yep. They saw my retirement speech. You know, one episode turned into 41, and then I realized, okay, I, I enjoy this. It's not quite like wrestling, but I still enjoy it. And then got the second neck surgery. Yeah. So now I have a triple that, fusion. But that was the one, right? That, that was the one. That, that second neck surgery. So so this, this is where I am. I get a little fuzzy. Was it an amazing surgeon that happened to heal you right up? Was it just because the second surgery opened a... So... The, the second surgery took the pressure off my cord and they fused me a level up. So I should have lost mobility, but I haven't. And I, all I can equate it to is that I really work on my neck. Like I, I train my neck. Oh, really? What, yeah. what, what kind of stuff do you do? So I got this thing called an iron neck. I think I have it. Is it the circle around your head? The halo. It looks like oh, a yeah. Yeah. moron. Oh, like you look like the great gazoo from yeah, the Flintstones. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. it's dated reference. But my, my somebody, my somewhere I'll get it. <laughs> but um, but yeah, yeah. You do this thing in yeah. all the next. And, okay, okay. And for me, um, what that did was attack and strengthen all of those little muscles that get attacked when you bump. Yeah. The surrounding yeah, stuff. Yeah. It's, it's not so much the fusion. It's making sure all of this is like good and ready to go. Um, between that, my diet, and, and honestly, my mentality. I, there's, I don't know if there's another way to put it. And Dr. Maroon, who did the surgery, is, is kind of agreed to the same thing. He goes, I really don't know if I can fully explain it, except that you just think differently. Wait a second. Dr. Maroon was the one who medically retired you. Yeah. And then he also did the second surgery. Yeah. He unretired and then he unretired you. Yes. Eight years later, right? Nine years later, yeah. Because I, I, in the doc, your your wife, especially. By the way, shout out to her. Yeah. What what a great she's, person. She's the best. I her mean, two, I'm biased, but yeah, I mean, bro, she she has that supportive, uh, uh like she really loves you. And, yeah. And, and as much as she wanted you to do the thing that you love, she she said, "What you have to be medically cleared by like a bunch of doctors, and she has to see it for herself." And when he did it, it sounded like she didn't think in any world he was going to be the final clearance for you to wrestle. She she equated him to the big boss in the video game. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And and for me, that's what I thought too. Like even going in, I was like, I know I'm good. I can do this. But that doesn't mean anything. You need to hear it from Bowser. 
they <laughs> Bowser needs to tell us, right? Exactly. So, and then, um, man, it but, just, but as as a doctor who 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 saw who medically retired you, he surely he was like, this can't this can't be right. How yeah. how how has this recovery happened? Yeah, we we've had some pretty incredible discussions, and um, I, I think he's as dumbfounded as me sometimes. Yeah, I, I thought for sure he'd be inclined to be like, no, no, yeah. I medically retired you. I know how bad this is. It's a miracle. And, yeah, and, and literally, and, it's what it sounds like. Well, I think also too, it's like I'm on a different schedule now. You know, I'm not trying to maintain the, like I said, the 220 a year is not not feasible, not possible. Like, and and nobody needs to see me 220 times a year. Let's <laughs> <So, laughs> face it. But one, but but something else that's like so apparent about you as you as you speak here about your regimen is that you put in the work, and I mean like into all of the individual v details of this, uh, uh, you know, specialty that is you know your career, and. You look at a lot of these other guys and, you know, not not take anything away from, but there are the party guys. There are the guys that are more focused on this or focused on that. You you live this. And I see I actually see a lot of it in him as well. He this 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 thing is what he does. Yeah. He doesn't want to party. He doesn't want to go out. Vices don't exist to him. He is locked and loaded into this 24 seven. And I and I guarantee you that a lot of those unretired people are the ones that are willing to put in 15, 20 hours a week working out their neck to become unretired. Like not everybody's willing to do that. I was just in the gym with two other dudes who have had really bad neck injuries and surgeries. And we were in there and we were going. Right. It's just, a, it's a different. Yeah. I, I mean, know. the neck. It's a different dude, mindset. The it's, neck is. I need to get in and out of this industry, dude. <laughs> no, seriously, every single person, every wrestler that sits in that seat just tells me how messed up they are and all these injuries, and it's but, already happened. And I, I, I just want to watch my health, man. Yeah, for sure. But here's what I've also learned. That's also a mindset. As long as I keep moving, I keep moving. But also, it's a, it's, it's when I, I mean, stop like, like, what's the moving. extent of no? Moving, but it's like, a dedication. <laughs> <laughs> no, as you can do this, you're still like moving. you can move. No, but it's I, a dedication, dude. It's like look at any sport. I mean, he he for his whole life, he knew he wanted to do this. Uh, obviously, when you watch it, you know it's not going to be you're you're, you're going to be prone to to some hiccups. But dude, like, look at every basketball player. Look at every legacy hockey player. Every yeah. legacy football player. There, this is a, an athletic. There's a price to be paid. Prowess, yeah. There's, there's, a, there, there's to a toll be paid, for sure, and, and it's worth it. I think. I I believe it is because I, I look at the life I've been able to, you know, su supply to my children. Yeah. And, you know, I know that's why my mom busted her ass working two jobs is so that I'd have the opportunity to be able to supply it for her grandkids, and, and I'm able to do that, and and it. I've been able to do it by doing something I absolutely love. Yeah. And I realize how rare that is in everyday society. Take a hundred people, ask them if they absolutely love what they're doing. Yeah. Do you absolutely love it? Me, I do. The same way he does? I do. Oh, wrestling? Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think I love it like you love I, it. I'm a different beast when it comes to wrestling. I am. I'm a lifer. And and you know, even though I love acting and even though I've had some some good chunky roles, I still fought to get this back. What what percentage of of guys do you think have that have the mentality that you have where they they are they saw it they wanted it from day one and they're and they did it? I think you can tell who they are. Yeah, you know, I think the Undertaker. I think, yeah. uh, you know, I think the greats. Yeah, you kind of have you, know, you have to. Triple H. 
it's, you know, it's, the, it's the guys that are still around, to yeah. be honest. Like, I've seen Undertaker walking around yeah. backstage. Tri- no, Triple H is... What the fuck There's was no that? One more way. time. One more time. No, I like well, that. No, no. Bad. One more time. What do you think? It's going to be breaking the streak of Undertaker. Oh, yeah. Okay. Speaking of Undertaker. Sorry, we got a guy in our ear. That was... <laughs> you have what to understand. Just happened? You're, was you're, Oz just talking to us? You're in a groundbreaking <laughs> situation here. It's never this happened. This is the first episode out of four, 400 yeah. about where we've had someone that's able to communicate with us oh. behind the scene. We don't even want them communicating no. with us. We, I don't, the fact that it just happened is horrible. We were in a great place. No, 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 but it's good. It's good. Yes. That's a good transition. You turned down, well, at least I've been told by my production team, yeah. <laughs> is that you turned down the idea of taking away the, the championship belt from Undertaker. Is that uh, wrong? Ruining, ruining his WrestleMania sorry, streak. Sorry, sorry. The, rest, the WrestleMania wrong. streak. Correct. Yeah. So when we were, uh, we were going to meet, I got a snort there sorry. too. Um, the main event of WrestleMania 24. And I think his streak at that point was like 15 and 0. And uh, it was, it was kind of thrown by me. Like, what do you think? And I was like, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Like, why would we do that? That makes zero sense to me. I'm already a made man. I'm in the main event of WrestleMania. What's it going to do for me? Sure, it would it would do something, I guess. But, like, let's save that. Let's save that for somebody who can really use that boost. And to me, as the year started to go and go and go, I was like, Reigns is that guy. Mm. And let's save it for that. But it wasn't my call obviously but it, when when it was brought to my attention or at least thrown by me as an option i just thought no because it was just as important as the world championships at wrestlemania so mm. why take away one of our marquee attractions that's the real team player shit yeah for sure uh, you know again i was already made if, I, if i'm the main event of wrestlemania i don't need the street i don't need to break that did you ever regret that decision not at all not at all do you think ruining not ru- well yeah ru- ruining a streak eventually was a was a poor decision yes by the org yes i, I people go back and forth on yes. this I, I do and and the only reason i say that is because i don't think brock needed it he was already a yeah. world beater yeah you know he was already ufc heavyweight champion he was already all of these things whereas roman was just on the cusp mm. and if he were the first guy oh man i mean obviously it still worked out pretty well yeah. but um <laughs> But I think it, it could have sped it up. You, dude, first, for, I want to say this before I forget. Watching from the outside and being having the the opportunity and blessing to sit here with you and 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 people from the organ and hearing your takes on what the world has seen is so interesting to me because this organization it you could make a a full series of movies about oh, it. Absolutely. Like it is it. From from the the level of fan engagement and intensity to the corporate team to the events themselves to the injuries to the the, the personal the road lives. trips the blah insane yeah. insane so thank you for coming on and talking about it but I want to ask you is the taker to you like the ultimate like you know symbol of of greatness in the in the WWE and I mean he's he's got to be you know uh, one of them for sure because if you look at in terms of longevity and longevity at the top that's the hardest part yeah for sure that's the hardest part right. to be able to maintain it like to be able to be a tom brady and to be able to like and yes what we do is entertainment but i don't care you still have to be in great shape mentally on there's so many plates that you have to keep in the air from smashing when you're out there and 
to be able to do all of those things for that long with a character, by the way, who initially like the dude's dead. How's that going to work? <laughs> On paper, it was a bit odd. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. How's that going to work? And guess what? He made it fucking work. Yeah. Well, he had, so, and he had a good partner for a long time. Well, absolutely. Yeah. But like without him as that, that, uh, that driving force behind, you know, reinventing himself, because that's a lot of what this is too, then it doesn't work. If he were still just sitting up and like painted white with purple under his eyes, then that's not going to work for longer than it did. And he was smart enough to realize and was, focus. Was he a hands-on creative like yourself? <sighs> Maybe not. I, I To an extent. Mm. I mean, I was, I, I'm like. You're, su you're super. I mean, yeah. even, even watching you draw your, your outfits, yeah. like, like well, by the way, I'm, was, I'm, was really impressive. You're, you're, you're in the trenches, dude. Yeah, to, to like, uh, it, it can be exhausting at times. I'm sure, for, I'm sure for the team, sometimes they're like, bro, the amount of notes I get back on blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and, and, and like, <laughs> Beth will just sit there and like, like I drew the storyboard for my entrance this year. No way. Yeah. Okay, yeah. It's, you're too, was, too far, bro. <laughs> <laughs> too far, Because I see it in my head and I'll explain it and they go, but, but I'm like. What is it? What are you doing? Uh, they'll, they'll have seen it. Oh, they, the other okay so uh i got slayer south of heaven and i figure we're hell in a cell like yeah. i should come up to the south of heaven uh. <laughs> absolutely makes yeah, sense yeah, yeah. and uh this incarnation of brood edge is kind of morphing more into the devil so i got some giant wings made oh shit. dude sick i i had that in my notes for a thing i wanted to try you had wings made <laughs> yes i'm jealous See, if I you got... had drawn it instead of just putting nah. it in your notes they would have been able to I'll, visualize so last year i was like all right if if i get to do this character again this is what i'd like to do and then i had pitched the idea i was like if you got me and balor we should we're missing an opportunity here if we don't do brood versus demon and, and do it in hell in a cell. So initially it was going to be at Royal Rumble. I was like, mania. Mania's yeah. right around the corner. Yeah. Maybe we should save it for that. And uh, so then I, I started drawing wings and I have this amazing woman, uh, Sylvia Jensen, Warren star. She makes star. She makes closer rock stars. And she made these wings. Do you have a, can I see them? Yeah. yeah it's, it's on my phone. <laughs> KP, I actually really want to see. Here, here was my note. Can, can you hand? Can you hand him his phone? Dude, we need at some point. KP will be on the podcast. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? I got questions for KP. <laughs> All right. Here, so. here was my note. Here was my note. Get shot up out of the tunnel with wings that spread like a maverick. Face away at first, then turn. <laughs> question, <laughs> then mark, turn? question mark. Question mark. <laughs> 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 oh! <laughs> no. Yes. Yeah. Oh, they're perfect. So that, and then I got this as well. Cool. So, cool. but again, in trying to explain, I'm like, okay, so when the drums kick in, if there's a single spotlight and I'm going to be wearing this mirrored skull cowl, and that's the look I get. Like, yeah. what? You're going to, I don't, I don't really grasp what you're talking about yeah. right now. Yeah. And then after that, when the lyrics kick in, I'll do the wings. And then if we have explosions there and then if the graphic is a bunch of souls. Team. Yeah. They're just, if a bunch of souls are being kicked to hell off of these cliffs, that'd be really cool. And it's like, sure, Adam. Hey, can we get a medical professional? Down yeah. To yeah. And then you get these things in me. Jesus, who knows what I'll come up <laughs> now with. You're, now you're going, bro. Woo! I uh Feeling good. I I pitched, I think <laughs> I think on my first WrestleMania ever, I was like, 
I want to come in on a zip line. And they're like, calm the fuck down. (laughs) But then this WrestleMania, they're making it happen. I'm zip lining in. There you go. And it almost didn't happen. Even this year, I was told no. And then I pushed back. I was like, is it like a liability thing? Is it an insurance thing? I'll sign whatever. And uh, Kevin made it happen. Uh, it's the team the team's unbelievable they are it's, they, they are. can make anything come to life and, and there, there's been times where i was like i want to use this music and they're like well this is what it'll cost i'll pay it like oh, i'll pay it right. cool right. whatever Respect. you know because and you got slayer yeah that's fucking insane. yeah do you think you would ever do a live sex party i don't even know what that is yeah right does it involve the love sack because <laughs> i'm gonna say my wife probably wouldn't dig that too much no, no. wait wait it's, it's, we got something in our the gimmick of the raid in our superstar oh, God. it says here led to a live sex party with lita as a celebration yeah oh my god yeah <laughs> sorry i should have said celebration yeah. i said party oh, oh se- a sex celebration yeah, that was the, the night after I won the title for the first time. And that was brought to me. I was like, ah, really don't want to do that. Yeah. But these things live forever. Bro. Here we are. Decades you know. later, you're going to have some idiots asking about it on Absolutely. a podcast. I figure at some point it's always coming. No pun intended. So my uh, but now like where I'm at, like in terms of like I'm full on dad. Yeah. You know, so when I think, I'm like, oh, gosh. Dude, that might happen. Like, even for example, this past weekend at WrestleMania, that's actually tomorrow. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to be in the front row dressed as Prime (laughs) with a bunch of porn stars. And in like three or four years, I'm probably going to be married to like a normal, not not that they're not normal, but like a normal (laughs) nice girl. And have to explain what I was doing with these porn stars <laughs> in the front row of WrestleMania talking about live sex parties. There you go. We, we yeah. how did, how was that transition out? Does it is it possible? Well, I mean, clearly. <laughs> okay. You know, so I because because I I wake up just like every other dad going, ah, ah, come on, yeah. girls, like this early. It's Saturday. How we don't many, need to three, be up at, three girls. Two girls. Two girls. Two girls. And so you're you're the only guy in the house. Yes. What is that like? It's uh there's a lot of estrogen yeah a lot. and so i had my husky he was the only other boy in the in the house he was and and i lost him on easter due to old age and uh but i'm getting another one. Oh, no, another nice. husky next week that's a sp- oh, <laughs> oh wow okay Congrats. you're I'm so, so excited You're puppy so husky? Pumped. huh puppy husky puppy husky you ever picked out oh you got him i got him first pick male do got you have him. him named i got it i got a list odin cool stone Nice. Wendell, my favorite hockey Wendell. player of all time. <laughs> Gordy, Gordy Howe. Gordy Howe. So, yeah. so, 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 biased. Odin is a sick fucking name, right? And t- there's a there's a kill streak in Call of Duty called the Odin, and it's a sick fucking kill streak. And I like the sickest, and that name is just dope. Okay, like, well, that's when you just see it, but name. also I have those made for the entrance too. So for the dog. No, that's his collar. That's Odin's collar. Sick. Yeah. To go on your arm? Yeah. Oh, it's like, it got spikes. It's a bunch of spikes. That looked like Odin could wear it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I got to find him here. Real quick. Real quick. Yeah, no, I want to see the husky. I'm super excited about him. And he's he's awesome. That's, um, that is a... There that is, is a fun breed. Oh, Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's pure husky. Yeah. Siberian. So, all white. With like some red around the back cool. of his ears and uh, blue eyes, and yeah, you got a boy back in the house. I got, I got some more testosterone <laughs> in the house. Yeah, I can imagine. I feel like a lot of, I feel like a lot of wrestlers have 
only daughters. It seems like it, and it's it, called The Wrestler's Curse. Wait, really? Is that what it is? That's what it's called. The yeah. Rock, I think even Triple H. All girls. Just daughters, daughters, daughters. All girls. Although, all of that being said, I realized that like I was, again, put here to be a girl dad. I, the way I'm wired, the way I, I, I love it. Yeah. It's well, that father daughter relationship is the craziest. So man, special. it also you also realize like instantaneously. Oh, I can murder someone. <laughs> yeah, like, I've never yeah. felt like this in I my bet. life. Oh yeah, like I didn't know that chip was in me, and oh, I'm like, man. oh, it's there. Oh yeah, because if somebody touches these girls, yeah, I'm gonna I'm bite their gonna, throat I'm out. Yeah, brood the brood. Yeah, like it's and that's a weird thing to come to terms with, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I sound like like a freak right no, now. No, every dad is like, yeah, yeah dude, I, 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 totally, I know yeah, what he's 100%. saying. Um, Jed, Jed, listening to this, he's like, yeah, I, I know. Exactly it's just, yeah, and and but God, like, it's so amazing. Like, I know you always hear parents say that, and it's like, well, you don't know what it's like until you. But man, it's just, I won't say that because everybody has a different path and everybody has a yeah. different, you know, like they're wired for different things. Man, I was wired to be a dad for those two little girls. And it is, are you it Are is. you Scandinavian at all? Yeah, yeah. What's the, what's your bloodline? So, so I've never met my dad. It's always just me and my mom. So from my mom's side, Scottish, Irish. But, but you, did don't, the you DNA. don't look anything like your, dad, your mom. I know. So I did the migratory path. I did the DNA, whatever in me and all that stuff. So the migratory path is Fennoscandia, like 48% or yeah, 58%. Yeah. So Sweden, Norway, Finland. Then it goes down to the Orkney Isles, the Scottish Orkney Isles, down to Ireland, across to Iceland, and then to Canada. Oh, so you actually are a Viking. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. We, we were watching this documentary, and my girlfriend was like, he 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 has a little Scandinavian yeah. in him because she's Danish. And I then I looked directly at her and i was like baby you you, you guys actually kind of look alike yeah it's like you, you can watch a movie on my forehead like it's a viking <laughs> it's a viking helmet Do you know and not because i'm losing hair just because <laughs> i got a big forehead yeah. speaking of losing head. hair someone i wish that was on the show for the first time ever greg paul greg paul if greg paul <laughs> sat next to this man dude they would click yes no 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 they do they have a, they have a, a vibe it's a vibe it's a vibe it's a vibe, it's a vibe. Okay. my father you guys would have had a great conversation. Yeah, you ever chop wood? Yeah. Yeah. Got yeah. to. Live in the mountains. Smoke a cigar ever? Yeah. All right. And scotch. Yeah. You ever flip a tire? Yep. Oh, you guys would get along. Yep. <laughs> oh, our tire. Our tire is 450. It's a big tire. Oh, you got tire. a big ass tire. My wife can tire, do it huh? too. No way. You ever kill a snake? Yes. Chop its head off? Yeah. <laughs> had to. You got to. You have to sometimes. You got to. I mean, and seriously, we live in the mountains. So, yeah. like, there's all kinds of critters. We, and, we, we killed the snake once. In front of Mike, and he was not having it. Mike, Mike's not a hunter. Uh, well, it wasn't the killing part. It was well, here. I'll tell you why. It was beyond the realm of what I would consider to be a threat to the home. Yeah, like it was way out. So my thoughts generally are like, if it's out there, like let it be. Sure. But he, but for good reason. I didn't know this. He, uh, Greg Paul, he wanted to eat the thing. He fucking ate it. If you kill it, you eat it. it. That's his rule. Yeah, which is a great rule. I, yeah. I respect that yeah. heavily. Fair enough. This was this was a copperhead in the deck. I was like, nope, oh, you yeah. gotta go. Oh no, those gotta die. No, no, no. Sure. this this was this was a fucking rattlesnake. rattlesnake. Which, by the way, not that one, obviously, because it perished via the hands of Greg Paul. Ended up killing like, two of his cats. Yeah. These, these cats yeah. run around. Can't and, take you know, that chance. Yeah, you know? and, and, and it was it was on the property. It wasn't like in the woods. Right. He was like, he was under he was under some stuff. Some wood. Some yeah. wood. He was out in the he owns uh uh 
Ranch. The name again. Timothy Leary. Timothy Leary's ranch. Oh. Oh. So like, so you'll be walking around there what and you'll see what, that yes. ranch, yeah. by the way. What has Dude, happened wow. on that ranch? Insanity. You'll like find these like little huts with these like scrawled drawings on the wall yeah. and you try to put yourself back to what was yeah. happening at that and, time. And what they had ingested yes. and how they saw it. A hundred yes. million tabs of acid were produced at that ranch. It was raided by the FBI. They, they arrested there. seven hippies. Yeah, they're just like under a floorboard. Yeah, it's got to be. We gotta find it, dude. We gotta find it and take it. <laughs> Yo, really quick, because I know we're probably about to wrap. I, I want to touch back on one thing that you that you said today, because I think it's really extremely important for the audience. You talked about that moment of uh, credibility boost from from uh, from uh, Razor and from yeah. Ultimate Warrior, uh, and and the time before that being this this being in this place where you're trying to prove to yourself and you're trying to stick with something that. There's, there had to be parts of that that you had doubt, p times where you had doubt in your mind. And I want to just kind of, you know, reinforce this with the audience. You never know how close you are to getting that credibility boost from doing something that makes people that are already in the space look at you and say, wow, this person has something real to offer. And so to those people who are out there still in that space before getting that credibility boost, keep going. Keep, keep going out there in the spandex because it, be, it could be right around the corner honestly for me the mindset was failure is not an option i i truly like my everything told me i'm doing it yeah you know and i, I initially i just wanted to do it because i loved it and i wanted to buy my mom a house right that 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 was the goal and did both of those and i was like wow all right this is let's see what else we can do now yeah. you know and now to to being a dad and you know wrote a book and been on a bunch of tv shows and stuff like i've done stuff that i didn't expect on top of all the stuff that i did expect mm. which come on you know so I, i'm i'm a lucky dude but uh and and i hate to be that guy but i love my life i really really do That's i awesome. love no, where good, I'm for at. I love, like, good for you good for you i wish everybody that could feel the way I feel. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, for sure. Good for you, man. I don't, I don't, I think we're, we're in a weird spot in society where like, I'm not sure if happy people make other people happy anymore. I feel, I feel like, I feel like putting yourself out there and finding internal joy for some reason rubs a lot of people the wrong way. And yep. I think it's, I think it's nasty. I think people are really maybe feeling unsatisfied with their own personal life and feel the need to bring others down but I, like coming from a place of love like i wish i wish that for everyone and 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 don't be ashamed to say it. good good for you for loving your yeah. life good for you for crafting a life that was uh didn't have a blueprint and you made it work and you deserve you deserve all of it bro so good for you well i thank you i appreciate that yeah yeah it was uh it's been a fun ride good bro <laughs> well I was gonna ask when when when's uh, when you getting off the merry-go-round? Like, how much longer can you go before you gotta retire, man? So, I I don't want to stick around to the point where it's like, oh, there he is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know, like yes, yes. he wheeled in. Okay, you you gotta still go out. We'll, on we'll time. give him the give courtesy cheer, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I, I don't want to get there right now. When I come out now, I, I feel I feel the explosion and I feel like all of that to throw at them. And, and that's still there. I don't know if that for me would ever go away, you know, um, but I feel like in this last run, like the 
Rocky Balboa movie, which I watched two nights before my comeback and I was in tears yeah. because Stallone's monologues in it were all things that were going through my mind. And I realized I got to get this out of the basement because mm. I didn't have the chance to end it the way I wanted mm. to. This time I'm going to get to do that. And now I got two little girls that I got to spend the rest of my life taking care of. So I got a little wish list of, of things that are still to do, um, but it's not long and neither is the time. Yeah. You know, uh, I think at most I, I might have another year in me to be able to do it at this level and still be able to do it at an elite level where I can still hang when I got to get in with Austin Theory, who's 25. Yeah. And, you know, he wasn't born when I had my first match for WWE. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So you don't want to, you don't want to be going out like Mickey Rourke and the wrestling. No, no. I, I want to be, you know, sitting on my mountain and watching you guys do your thing and just going, man, good for them. Mm. You know, you, respect bro. Ladies and gentlemen, edge, Adam Copeland. <laughs> Damn. Damn. <laughs> this is so good we're gonna put some ad spin behind that <laughs> guys thank you for listening to this episode of impulsive make sure you watch this guy edge wrestle he's incredible follow him on social media at uh edge rated r on instagram and twitter boom nice. branding we love you guys hit that subscribe button we'll see you next time take it easy peace judy was boring hello then judy discovered chumbacasino.com it's my little escape now judy's the life of the party oh baby mama's bringing home the bacon whoa take it easy judy the chumba life is for everybody so go to chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino style games join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.